Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Is there a paranormal place that stays close to your heart? Welcome to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, and this week we're going up north to talk about one of the scariest locations on the Scottish borders, Jedburgh Castle. In the Scottish borders in the town of Jedburgh lies Jedburgh Castle, jail and museum. This building was constructed over the original castle and was fought over during the wars of Scottish independence. The original 12th century castle was originally built as a royal castle, which was then used to build the reform prison based on the John Howard reformer system in 1823. The castle jail was built in 1823, which was then modified in 1847 and closed in 1868. After its closing, the building was restored to an 1820s appearance in 1886 and opened to the public as Jedburgh Castle Jail and Museum, which features local history displays. The jail was infamous for its terrible conditions and the cruelty that was given to the prisoners. There was also a gallows where prisoners were executed on sight. Alexander III, who became King of Scots in 1249, married at the castle and was said to have been visited by a ghostly apparition who foretold his death. This apparition has been said to appear many times with similar warnings. Some of the sightings here include phantom pipe music heard at night, shadowy figures, disembodied voices and poltergeist activity. I visited Jedburgh Castle Jailer Museum with the Most Haunted team in 2008 and what a place this was. My God, I remember when we came and investigated this awful place. I know that sounds a bit, you know, oh, you can't say that, but it was an awful place. To me, it was an awful place. It looked so foreboding and oh, it was just, as soon as I saw it, I actually felt sick. And I actually needed a couple of days rest after um, the filming had finished. And the reason being is because I held my body so rigid with fear for all the time that I was there that my muscles went into spasm the following day. I am not joking. I spent sort of nearly, it must have been 12 hours in the bath. Now, 
It's a very impressive grey stone walled structure. Um, and it does scream when you walk up there, you're never getting out again. <laughs> it was such an oppressive looking location. Well, the day I went, it was grey and it was cold. And so the thought of spending the night in an old stone castle and jail really didn't sound very inviting. But the stories that I've been told and read about of course, of the ghostly sightings, as I just mentioned, the phantom bagpipes, and apparently they're heard coming from the battlements in the dead of night. The poltergeist that I also mentioned earlier allegedly is very violent and loves to throw things. And then there's this thick fog that mysteriously comes from seemingly nowhere and slides across the floor only to disappear as quickly as it arrived. And the image of a spectral man has been seen so many times in the condemned men's cells. Well, I was excited and, as you can imagine, terribly, terribly nervous about what my night at Jedra would bring. <laughs> I was right to be nervous. This castle certainly had an atmosphere. You could feel the despair as soon as you walked inside. The fact that the bottom floor, I think, was mainly used for storage at the time that we were there, but the top floor where the cells were, they were basically untouched since it had stopped being a jail. And of course, this made the whole place seem like you just stepped back in time to a place, and I'm not exaggerating, of your worst nightmares. As I mentioned, it was cold, but actually it was freezing when we went inside. And I think that wasn't from the weather. It was from the spirits that resided there. And let me tell you, there were a lot of restless souls that still roam the corridors and the cells of that castle. I was extremely excited as we were the first TV crew to be allowed to film inside the men's wing. My excitement... I'm laughing because I, <laughs> I know how I felt. Very quickly turned to absolute terror as we walked up the stairs and onto that main cell area. I bought my good friend and psychic Brian Shepherd, who's just the most lovely, gorgeous man uh, whom I trust implicitly. So I brought him along to see if he could give us some more information about who was haunting this incredible structure. And as you remember, uh, Brian um, also does amazing sketches and beautiful artwork and he'll sit and concentrate and the spirits that come to him, he'll actually draw. And we've got them here with us now. And I'm going to try and dig out um, some of the drawings that he did whilst we were at Jedburgh and see if we can put them on our social media. I mean, what that man must see in his mind's eye, some of the most horrific sights, um, but he does manage to put them on paper. And in a way, it's so wonderful for them, for us to see what he sees. And it's quite shocking, really. As I say, we were up in the condemned uh, men's cells and there's a very, very long corridor and off the corridor are the cells. And you must remember that this is as it was originally. Nothing's been altered and the doors are so, so heavy. Uh, it, it's just and really thick walls and it's, it's just a horrible, horrible place. Anyway, Brian straight away uh, sensed the presence of a male spirit. And this male spirit apparently was telling Brian that he'd been a prisoner and had been hanged for murder. And according to Brian, he hadn't been treated well at all uh, in the jail. Now, as soon as Brian began to describe this ghost, I heard what sounded like people moving and murmuring down at the other end of the corridor. Um, and I wasn't the only one to hear these strange noises. The rest of the investigation team heard the odd noises too. And we did record them, but they're very, very, very low. But it was peculiar. It was like another group of people were at the other end of the corridor and they were sort of shuffling their feet. And, 
murmuring away. And then we all were like looking and we went and had a look, but there was nobody there. It was really, really strange. And then the familiar sound of knocking and rapping began to emanate around us. <laughs> I think I, I honestly, I think I'd lost three three stone when Brian suddenly shouted out in fright, sent us all Woo! Uh, as he then sees a face staring at him from inside one of the dark cells. Now, Brian said that this ghost was presenting at around about 50 years of of age. Again, our attention is diverted as Stuart reported that his camera had just died. It was full of power only a few seconds ago. And now, uh, according to Stuart, well, it had. I, I went over and had a look. The camera completely shut down. And then suddenly the power came right back on again as if nothing had happened. Now, apparently, I was told that this is a very common phenomenon in the castle and many people report the loss of some kind of electricity, whether it's cameras or the electricity in the rest of the building. If The whole pa- the power will go out throughout the whole building. Uh, torches, as I say, cameras and so on. Very, very odd. It's like they're being drained, this electricity, and used for manifestation of something. Then... Suddenly, a cell door is slammed shut right in front of us all and Brian reported that this was the work of a ghost named Robert. I remember telling Carl and another camera operator to go inside the cell, uh, the cell that the the door had just been uh, slammed on us, and ask the ghost of Robert to trap them both inside. All the evil looks that I got that night from those two, if looks could kill but I got my wish. The poor cameraman who followed Carl inside immediately gets crushed between the door and the door frame because the door was shutting on him. Now, Carl was right at the very back. He had his back against the wall. We could see him. And poor, his name was Wigan, poor Wigan. You can hear him go, ah, ah, and the door is actually shutting on him. Well, we all rushed to sort of free him, which we did. And that was an incredible moment because we we, we were asking, uh, you know, I was saying, you know, trap Carl inside, um, shut the door. And it did uh, on command, which is extraordinary. We all had to take a breath. We were just, it was incredible. And you must remember that all of this phenomena had occurred in a really short space of time and all the lights on our cameras were on. So even though we were scared, we were comforted a little bit by the brightness um, lighting up that particular area. Footsteps. Wonderful, wonderful footsteps. Heel, toe, heel, toe. And this sound could be heard walking towards me. I was gobsmacked uh, as I just asked for the ghost of Robert to walk towards me and it flipping well did and we caught the sound on our equipment. It was unbelievable and I remember looking at everybody else's faces because we all heard it and nobody spoke. It was only afterwards we were like, oh my God, oh my God, that's just so amazing. Oh, the excitement and the adrenaline when you catch something, when you hear something is just there are no words to describe it. It, it really is a, the, one of the most amazing feelings. You ask for something and you get it and there's no logical explanation for it. It is paranormal. I decided then in my wisdom that we needed to cut the lights and split up. I know. What was I thinking? Bloody hell. Was this place absolutely terrifying? It was really freaking us all out. Even the bravest and most logical of thinkers were shaking in their sturdy outdoor boots. Um, Now, one group were in the condemned women's cell 
And in there, one investigator, uh, a woman, began to read out the information that was on a plaque on a wall. And it was all about one woman named Margaret McGregor, who'd been committed for incest. And uh, apparently she'd had two babies that had died whilst in the prison. Well, as soon as her name was read out, a barrage of objects, mostly stones, were hurled at the investigators, uh, finishing with a wooden stool that was launched in violence across the cell. Now, all this is caught on camera, and the poor lady who was reading out Margaret McGregor's name, she just broke down. She broke down and couldn't stop sobbing. She was, uh, I don't know if it was in that moment, but I know during the investigation, I'm sure it was in that moment, but she absolutely just broke down and sobbed because she couldn't take it anymore because of the frequency and the rhythm of the of the phenomena was just going at such a rate you actually didn't have time to get your breath back you couldn't focus on your emotions you were so confused about what was going to happen next you know everything was on high alert it, it was an incredible experience so Bless this poor lady. She was just an absolute wreck. So me and my infinite wisdom decided to go back to the corridor of the men's wing with another female investigator. And as soon as we get up, get up there, <laughs> I wish we hadn't. It's at times like these that you question yourself and you go, what the beep am I doing this for? For goodness sake, I must be mad. Now we're both totally shaking, absolutely crapping ourselves. Uh, as we start moving forward slowly along this very long corridor. Remember, it's completely pitch black. I've got one torch. The other investigator has got a tiny night vision camera, the original little night vision cameras that we had, not the big ones that we have now. So there's a little bit of light coming out of the, the flip screen from that. I start calling out, asking for the spirits to make noises. Come on, come and talk to us. Half hoping, if I'm honest, that they wouldn't. <laughs> I didn't think that my heart could take much more stress. Suddenly, we begin to hear noises further ahead of us. It was the sound of shuffling feet. And then slam, the door could be heard slamming shut with force. Well, that was enough for both of us. But then the most awful thing happened. I couldn't remember the way back out. And then something much worse happened than that. My torch began to die. Oh, we're shaking the thing. My torch, my torch. And I watched as the light from the torch very quickly, may I say, just faded. I have to tell you now, my backside fell out of my trousers, but fortunately, my friend remembered the way and together we ran as fast as we could out of there, not without hearing the odd stone being pelted at us as we charged away. Now, the night wasn't over yet. I gathered my team back together and spent the time once more in the male cell area, as this was proving to be the most active place. Now, one of my favourite things is hearing voices. And if you know me well and you watch the show, when we hear voices and we manage to capture it, you can see how excited I get. It, I know it's embarrassing. I'm like a kid in a sweet shop. But when you manage to capture them on screen, that's like winning the lottery for me. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm just jumping the joy. Well, I was standing listening and watching for any more phenomena. And while I was doing this, a deep breath echoed 
echoed around us. It was magnificent, loud and eerie. Well, it made us all shiver, and yet we were all so excited. The sound man nodded at me, letting me know that he too had captured the sound of a ghostly voice. Was this Robert's voice, the ghost that Brian had picked up on earlier? I called out for Robert again, and sure enough, two investigators and Brian could see a dark figure emerging at the end of the corridor. Sadly, and I was so frustrated, I didn't see anything, and our cameras didn't pick the image up either. But I believe my fellow ghost hunters, and the fact that they saw an image at exactly the same time, and they described the same thing, that's good enough for me. One last time, we asked for a cell door to slam. Would Robert oblige us with this simple action? Yes, he did. And it was wonderful, although rather terrifying and bladder weakening. It was a moment I won't forget in a hurry. Believe you me, this place is incredible. And if you ever have the chance to go and visit, then you must go. Take a camera and let me know what it was like for you. Oh, And don't forget to take with you some reinforced knickers. Stay tuned as we speak with Steve Watson from Ghost North East, who regularly visits Jebra Castle Jail Museum and can tell us more about his own experiences. The Ultimate Podcast for Married at First Sight fans is here. This is Recapped at First Sight. The new podcast keeping you up to date on all the love, fallouts, drama and secrets as the Married at First Sight UK bride and grooms try to make happy couples. And we're your happy couple right here, in a professional sense, of course. Join me, Kat Shube. And me, former Mavs UK groom Bob Voisey, every morning after you've watched the latest episode on TV. Plus, we'll have some special guests along the way enjoying our very own wedding breakfast. You booked the caterers, right? Uh, about that. Recapped at first sight. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back. Before we jump into our chat with Steve, Dawn got in touch on email to say, Hi, event and crew. Love the show. Keep up the good work. I was amazed to hear you mention Dunster Castle on this week's podcast. It's a brilliantly spooky place, and I had the pleasure of being a room guide there. You are right about the shop in the stable area, cold and unsettling, particularly the far end. Not many people stay down there too long. My only direct experience of strangeness came when I was by myself in the King Charles bedroom. We had just opened and it took visitors a while to get to my room, so I was milling about when the heavy door to the room began to close on its own. No breeze would have shifted it. Anyway, I just said, I don't think so, and put the door back open. Have had several other spooky encounters over the years. Maybe write in with them one day. Regards, Dawn. Oh, yes, please. Please write in with more spooky encounters. And thanks, Dawn, for getting in touch. And I'm very pleased that you're enjoying the show. What I love about this is that you spoke out loud and let the spirit know that you weren't happy with what it was doing. And I always say, talk to them. They can hear and they can see you. And if you're not happy having a visit uh, or some kind of spooky activity, uh, do as Dawn did and tell them, no, no, thank you very much. Stop that. Thank you. And hopefully it'll stop. We also have had Lindsay get in touch regarding our divination episode with her experiences with dowsing rods. Hi there, Yvette. Just listened to your podcast on divination and wondered if you tried this with your dowsing rods. Just a bit of context first. Many years ago, when a university student, I used to run the New Age Society in the Uni Student Union in 1991. I've laughed and been embarrassed to tell folks about this. It sounds a bit naff, right? No, not to me. But, oh, the experiences we had. I could tell you many things, but going to keep to the point. So this is easy access reading for you. Well, thank you very much. We brought in speakers each week or explored different subjects ourselves. As I was very into divination methods at the time, this included tarot and scrying, etc, etc. And I carried a pack with me at all times. However, one of my other favourite things was the dousing rods. I made my own out of old metal coat hangers and drinking straws. Sounds like 
like something I would have made on Blue Peter. But they work perfectly, but quite tempted to get some nice copper ones that you mentioned. Oh, yes, do, do, do. In the days before internet and having no access to TV as a poor student, I spent many hours investigating all of these things when I should have been studying. It's definitely energy that moves the rods. My guess is that they respond to various types, geomagnetic, water, but maybe that being utilised by spirit as you've experienced, but also our own auras. Maybe you've already tried this, but if someone holds the dousing rods, uh, someone from across the room can move the rods through their own energy field e.g. moving towards the rods, extending a hand towards and projecting energy in combination with thought, using just thought. It's fascinating to observe different responses to different people, and I think with intention to develop our vibration, it becomes stronger and more powerful, and the rods can be used to measure this. It's also fascinating to see where there might be hot spots in a building, although hard to know if water pipes or a boiler are there, but pretty sure it would be interesting in a paranormal investigation. I do have a little crystal I use as a pendulum, but it freaked me out, and I keep it in a jar, and I've not used it since. Why? We need to know, Lindsay. Don't keep us in suspenders. But I'm nearly 50 now. I'm feeling more open and grounded to the idea. It's funny, I'd already decided I was going to buy myself a pendulum when I go to Glastonbury and Avery for my 50th birthday in three weeks or so. But your podcast has rubber stamped to that decision. Can't wait visiting Stonehenge on the day itself and spending the night at a place inside Avery Stone Circle. Oh, please give Avery my love. That's one of the very first places I ever went to and I was left in a room on my own. Talk about crying. I felt something tickling the top of my head. I'll never forget that. Anyway, sorry, Lindsay. She goes on to say, hoping to recharge the energies for the next half of my life. The New Age Society still lives in me, as you can tell. Loving the podcast. Love the sound of your little group with Paul Wales, a proper wee development group. Yes, it is. And we're seeing them at the weekend. Can't wait. Uh, All the very best. Lindsay Harper from Newcastle upon time. I totally agree with what you were talking about there with the with the energy and also about thought. And this got me thinking. Now, I've experienced um, spirit reading your mind. I remember the first time that this happened and it completely it 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 upset me a little bit and frightened me because I just thought, what do you mean? Spirits can actually read your thoughts and get inside your mind. Well, apparently they can, and they can also see your dreams, according to my dad, that is. Now, I may have spoken about this before, um, and apologies if, if I have, but whilst doing a most haunted experience a few years back now, me and some newbie ghost hunters were all sat around the Ouija board. A spirit came through and said that it was a relative of one of the sitters. I immediately smelt a rat. I don't know why, but I did. And so I asked the sitters to each think of their phone numbers. Then I asked the spirit to tell us each of the sitters' numbers. I then whispered, think of your phone numbers in your heads, which they did. And lo and behold, the correct numbers came out on the board for each of the sitters. This proved to me that sometimes you think you're speaking to a loved one. Well, don't be fooled. You must And I repeat, must ask specific questions, but here comes the twist. Think the wrong answer. If the answer is still right, even though you're thinking of the wrong answer, then you are indeed in touch with a loved one. And you must ask at least three or four different questions to the spirit that you're communicating with. And if they have answered correctly, 
even though you're giving out that negative, negative thought, you know, the wrong thought, you know, what car, what color was my first car, granddad? And you, the, the true answer is red, but you're pushing out the green, green, green. And if the Ouija board comes to green, spells out the word green, then tell it to go away. It's not right. Your true loved one will know the truth and will give you the truth. And like I say, you've got to ask at least three or four different questions. Um, and then if they do answer correctly, then you can relax knowing that it isn't a mischievous spirit you're talking to, but it is your granny or your dad or your mum. What I put my dad through when I think about it, bless him. I still ask, you know, just to doubly make sure I've got all sorts of codes and things he's, he's got to do, bless him. But some of these spirits can play tricks on you and we don't want that, do we? Well, I'm delighted to be joined by Steve Watson from Ghost North East. Welcome to Paranormal Activity, Steve. Hello, how are you? I'm very, very well. How are you? I'm, I'm great, thank you very much. Now, I'm very excited because, of course, we've both been from... I've looked on your website and you also go to um, one of the prisons that we've been to many times. But... One of my favourite places is Jedburgh. But you know this place very, very well because it's on your doorstep, isn't it, really? Do you want to sort of tell us about how long you've been a paranormal investigator and what your experiences are at Jedburgh? Yeah, I mean, uh, we started Ghost North East in 2010. Um, myself and my wife and a couple of friends, we went out and done some various investigations thinking nobody would really be interested um, that snowballed, friends and family wanted to come along and their friends and family wanted to come along and here we are 12 years later still going out every Saturday night to catch some cold in very cold locations in the winter uh, about 8 or 9 years ago now I think we went to Jedburgh for the first time Beautiful, beautiful place to go to during the day. And at night time, it becomes a bit more dubious, shall we say. Now we do it three or four times a year, um, such has been the, the response and the activity that we get. So what sort of activity have you have you been getting? And is there a particular um, piece of footage that you've managed to capture or audio? I mean, we, we, we've got various bits and bobs, photographs, lists unusual shadows um, the audio sound of it, it's one of them moments where the camera isn't working for various reasons but I would say voices are heard often feelings the feelings that people get are the same wherever you're in the same places and I think that's when we're doing this and you do it a few times and a few times and you're getting the same reports of activity in the same places, but from different people. That's where it starts getting very interesting. So we've had a lot of voices, a lot of noises, doors slam on us. Uh, the Frank's box in particular had delivered some very unusual um, responses to it. It doesn't like me, I would say. It's <laughs> always annoying me well. <laughs> yeah, we've got various recordings where the name is mentioned and I'll go and join the team member in there. And that's followed by a multitude of swear words, shall we say. 
What's your favourite though? What's your favourite memory? Because we all have them. Don't, I mean, that, people say to me, oh, you know, what's your favourite place you go and all of that. And, it, and I know it's very hard to pick out one particular thing, but there must be one particular situation at Jedburgh where there's been yourself on your own or perhaps you with another colleague and something has happened where you but where either yourself or you just cannot explain it. Yeah. I, am, I can remember it straight away because I was there and there was actually six of us, six or seven of us in the south ladies in the women's block and we were sitting in there, standing there, sorry, with uh, an EMF and a K2 on the floor in the middle of the group. One of the, the girls become very emotional and then one of them like a talking outside and it was the best way I can describe it is like when you have a radio on downstairs and you're upstairs so you can hear it but you can't quite make out what's been said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the same thing, yeah. And we all heard it. And then for for some unknown reason the girl that was getting emotional, the lady that was getting emotional says there's a girl in this room and as soon as she says there's a girl in the room, the pictures of the MF just went off the scale. What I can see is heavy footsteps outside in the corridor. Now we knew there was nobody in the corridor and the door the door was opened. Everybody sort of frozen, terrified. Great ghost hunt as we are, you know, we get scared like everybody <laughs> else. Um, of course, yeah. all the that's went off immediately and the girl stopped feeling emotional. We shut the door. We repeated the we repeated the exact same call out session, so we say three times. Three times got exactly the same response. The K2s were going off. I just went outside. The door opened. It stopped. To this day, I haven't got a clue. I can I, I don't have an explanation for what happened in that room that night. Um, because there was nobody outside. And I know there was nobody outside at the time. And how the door was opening, I don't know. There was no wind, there was no draft. We, we try everything. So I, I suppose look for the natural before we, we'll see. You know, I mean, we'll, we'll go down the routes and test drafts, opening doors. Uh, you know, we'll open other doors to see the cause of draft. Couldn't find, I mean, you've been to check, but them doors aren't like the heavy doors. And we, we had exactly the same thing happen to us. And, uh, you know, on numerous occasions whilst we were there, and we did exactly the same thing as you. And you also know, don't you? you you're not, we're not stupid, yeah. you know, the, there was no breeze, there was no, there was nothing, and those doors are heavy, you know, and then for them to slam like yeah. that. Um, and we managed to, you know, and right in front of our eyes as well, it was, it was, it was an incredible experience. So that's, that's Jedbra. I mean, like you say, you go about three times a year, and each time. Do you find the more times you go, the more you get? I, I don't. I don't think so. Um, I think what we've found is one night you can go, and it, 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 I would say, well, I would say, it's jumping. You know, you're hearing doors shut, you're hearing voices, things are happening. But then you go the next time, it to be really quiet. And the only thing you're catching is cold. <laughs> um, <laughs> and by two in the morning. I mean, over the years. Um, as I say, we're getting a lot of the same things. So we've put, we've put quite a case book up because we get regular names, places, dates that are often repeated. No, that's interesting. Um, so over the years, so I have, I have my spreadsheet and they've got the same names coming up and the same places and the same sort of times. 
Um, and that makes you go back to the thinking, why are you getting the same thing over and over again? You know, it's not random, you're not going and getting different things every single time. And that's a really good piece of advice, actually, for any budding young investigator, isn't it? If, if there's a group of that's just started out and they're going to be able to, to go to the same place over and over again, it's to actually, you know, do what you've done, which is, you know, take a spreadsheet and keep notes every time. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the locations we do are repeat locations. Um you know, we go to the same place for years, and, and this is why, is because we go to one place. Obviously, the first place you time you go, the first visit, is probably the hardest, because you don't know what's there, you don't know how to speak. Um, some places we go to, which you know, sometimes you'll be a bit aggressive to get something happening. Sometimes you've got to be quite mellow and polite. Um, but we was you know, the first time there, you don't know what you're going into, you know, you don't know what you're looking for. Um, you go with the history, etc. But different places. After a few times, you start to get a few them and you start to see what triggers things, so we say, uh, activity in them, them places. Out of all the locations that you go to, um, which is your favourite? Is it Jedburgh, do you think? No, I'll have to say this all the time. There's probably three or four I could list. Jedburgh would be one of them. But I think, I've got to be honest, my favourite is, it's an old library in Newcastle called the Litton Phil. Um, The land goes all the way back to the Roman times. There was a a manor house there. It's now in the centre of Newcastle next to the train station. Um, but it was a it was a gentleman's club that was open in eighteen eighteen twenty five. It's a proper it's a real hidden gem of Newcastle because a lot of people walk past it and don't know it's there. Um, we've been doing workings there for about ten years now. Um, it's fascinating some of the activity we've had in there. I mean, we've had doors open on request. We've had figures. You know, we took photographs. We have videos of noises we can't explain. Um, I would say for, you know, that's probably my favourite place. It's a beautiful building and I enjoy these buildings just as much as the paranormal because um, I do like my local history. Um, but I would say if I had to choose, if I could only choose one place to ever go, it would be the little of Newcastle. So, uh, tremendous building and there's a lot of activity a lot of activity in there well steve it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you and i and i, I love the fact that i'm talking to a fellow ghost hunter uh paranormal investigator who's who's who understands our fear of jedborough in the middle of the night when you're on your own <laughs> in the condemned man's corridor it's not often it's not often i'm on, on my own um especially upstairs in the Mendel's block. I'm very, very rarely by myself up there. (laughs) I don't feel safe up there. And nobody did when we were there. You just you just know that you're not on your own. And you, like you said earlier, you hear the doors going, you hear. And we actually captured what you were talking about. This like murmuring like another conversation taking place further down the corridor like there were some people there but there was nobody there and oh it was absolutely incredible and I I would love to go back I really really would but you know oh dear I have to wear my big girl pants for that (laughs) 
<laughs> now, if then... Oh, will do. Now, Steve, you've written, you're not only, you know, uh, you're not only part of or formed the uh, Ghost Northeast, but you've written uh, several books, and your latest one is out next year. Is that right? Yeah, I've got there's a couple out at the moment: Paranormal Newcastle and Paranormal Sunderland. They're both available on our website or Amazon or Waterstones, W. Smith, etc. And then we've got Paranormal Newcastle that comes out in March next year. Brilliant. And what's the address for people to go to your website? It's www.postnortheast.co.uk All right, sweetheart. Well, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure and hopefully we'll bump into each other in Jedburgh. <laughs> yes, we'll hold each other's hands, I think. <laughs> yeah, clinging on to each other for, gr- for grim <laughs> Get in touch yourselves with any paranormal stories that you've had. And if you have had a paranormal or unexplained experience, then please let us know. Now, let's take a moment for ourselves to just breathe with our beautiful friend, Paul Wales. This week, we're working on the breath of expansion and contraction. You may find yourself with a great friend. Your breath is naturally calm and your aura expands. Your body's energy encompasses theirs. And here you have a peaceful and meaningful time together. But perhaps on another occasion, you may be with someone who irritates you a little. Again, your energy expands and encompasses theirs. It's time you feel every rough edge of this person. You may even end up in an argument over the smallest of things. So use your awareness to manage your energy. When you're next with your great friend, feel how naturally your energy expands and unites with theirs. Be aware of this feeling, the great harmony you have together. Now remember being with someone you did not get on with so well. Forget any blame, whys, what fors, etc. Just feel how bumpy this was when your energies united. How uncomfortable and how your time together became. When you're next in a situation, as your energy starts to naturally expand, and you will start to engage in their rough edges, stop there. On each in-breath, feel your energy contracting, pulling away from theirs until you feel your peace and not their discomfort. In this place, you simply become the observer and not the participant of their dramas. So, breathe in. And on your out-breath, feel your natural expansion. And continue this on each breath. Expand in each time, maybe three or four times. Feel that natural expansion. Now on the in-breath, feel yourself contracting, your energy coming back into your body. And once again, continue this, maybe three or four times. Feel your energy coming back into yourself. With practice, this takes milliseconds. Now you have the tools for when things get difficult in a conversation, You simply become the observer of the other person's dramas. 
and not a participant and keep your peace in your heart. So, just remember, Paul says, just breathe. Thank you for listening to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, and a huge thank you to our lovely listeners for sharing their visitation stories with us. Now, you can get in touch and share your own stories at this address, which is contact at paranormalpod.co.uk, or we are on WhatsApp, and you must ring this number. It's 075-999-27537. And you never know, I could pick up the phone and we could have a right good chat. Uh, we are on Instagram, and the handle is at paranormalactivitypod. You can stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow, and we'll be back again same time next week. But if you can't wait until then, then visit www.paranormalpod.co.uk where you can find options to get episodes a day early. Have a great week, you. Stay safe. And remember, things aren't always as they seem. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.